Welcome to Bards of New York, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Thank you for listening and downloading this podcast. If you like it, tell a friend. And if you really like it, tell the person you're sitting next to. Even if you're on a train, that's fun too. We love you, we care about you, and we hope you enjoy this. So grab your snacks. Sit down, stand up, or do both, and enjoy. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to what I believe is functionally episode seven of Bars of New York, season two, Regulus Genesis. Uh, this is going to be a slightly different session today. Um, we're going to basically do this in two separate parts. The second half of the session is going to be more traditional D&D, you know, you know, picking up where we left off. But if you remember, those of you who watched last week or listened, whenever you're listening, uh, <laughs> we had our gods, our new gods, level up for the first time and hit level 21. So we are going to start our session today by talking about uh, basically, as the three of us and as, you know, a chat, and you guys, please, please, please chime in because this is something that we are relying on, is, is how you guys feel as well. Uh, on what it means when a god levels up, when a god improves, what does that do? What does that mean? But before we get into any of that, we have some things to get into. Yes. And I have some normal boring stuff to talk about, but we have some exciting stuff first. Hannah... Take us away. Um, so we do have to announce the winner of our giveaway, of yeah. our fifteen hundred follower giveaway. Um, I can do that now, or I can do that at intermission. How do we feel? What are we feeling like? Um, let's do an intermission. Yeah, let's yeah, do an intermission. intermission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stick around. We'll announce the winner. Um, and just. As a reminder, the winner gets a dice set made by the lovely Tales of Echo Dice, who is a dice maker from New York City, um, and a dice tray that matches it, and it's in the style of, like, kind of like a Greek-inspired marble. It's really, really pretty, and you'll get some uh, stickers from Bards of New York as well. Those are my announcements, other than we, you know, new emotes, new, um, what are they called, um, channel points, and we've got some new Discord stuff going on, we're kind of revamping it and giving it a a facelift, so head on over to Discord, especially if you have cute photos of your dogs, cats, lizards, or plants, um, and yeah, that's everything I have for you, happy um, Women's History Month. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Happy Black History Month today. Right. Oh my uh, god, is it really about to be March tomorrow? Yeah. Well, I mean, 28 days in February. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> frightening. That's yeah. frightening. So, uh, again, as always and forever, thank you to Pallywags for our lovely layout and Hannah, our own Hannah, for polishing it, sharpening it, Absolutely. and uh, tweaking it. Thank you to Vix Draws of the inimitable Top Down Tabletop for our. Okay. Fabulous character art, which you'll always see directly below me. And without further ado, let's uh, 
let's get stuck in because and we can we can take this as as relaxingly as we like to so get comfortable all the rest of you at home get comfortable settle in and get on the chat feel free I'll, I'm, I'll be checking it more than I usually do when we're in roleplay uh, so we have to talk about leveling yes right because we just hit level 21 and that's a fairly big deal in the D&D universe I don't know if I've never played anything that's been above level I mean, our home campaign was, what, level 16 Six, the last time I was Yeah, playing? 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah, around there. Certainly not anywhere close to level 20, and certainly never above level 20, though I've always, myself, dreamed of doing such. So, <laughs> well, dreams will become reality. Yeah, apparently, here we are. Uh, so, I have some ideas, technically speaking, like, with, you know, rules-wise about what level 21 means. And again, chat, feel free to chime in as you do. But uh, my friends here, Hannah and Drew, what, on a more storytelling basis, on a mythological level, what does it mean to you when a god grows? What does that mean for you guys? Because that's sort of what I want to access is, mm-hmm. is not just like a statistical increase for these gods, but, you know, when you hear stories about... I think the, the easiest example is for either Thor in Norse mythology or Isis in Egyptian mythology. Like, she's out there running around the sands for a while collecting pieces of her chopped apart husband. And once she's gone and dealt with him, she gradually uses what she learns to become not only one of the gods of fertility, but a god of mysticism and magic based on the journey she was on, right? And Thor, you know, gradually gets more pieces of gear to help him use the hammer better and becomes progressively more and more of an asshat as he goes. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so what does that mean? What, how does that feel for you? What is that, what is that? What are you looking for in terms of gods leveling up here? Well, this might get into some, like, what, are, what is storytelling sure. a little bit. Um, because the reason we read comic books and watch superhero movies and are obsessed with the the gods of like Greek mythology and Egypt mythology and whatnot is because at the core of it they're human and they're flawed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I feel like the gods like we as gods also have flaws and I think we are discovering them and I know that I've I've written in my Lily Shava journal (laughs) the flaws that I think I have um, and so I think it's overcoming those or learning how to navigate them. And maybe we choose some flaws in this and then choose how to get around them. Maybe we talk about some of the flaws we've seen in the first six episodes mm-hmm. and like, or like just some kind of growth or something that has affected us in our time so far on Regul- Regulus. And like, how are we growing from that? And how are we bettering ourselves just like any other human would? Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Like the main thing that drives for me, like the reason I watch an anime, the main thing that drives an anime forward for me is watching the protagonist gain power, gain, gain understanding in what they naturally can do and expand on that. And, Mm -hmm. and even if it's coming from a place where there is flaws or it's coming from a negative, uh, Experience or coming from a positive experience, there's something that drives them forward in power, right? And I think that is important for gods too. It's like bringing, finding the power within themselves to even become more, 
at a god level and mm-hmm. i think that's that's something that we get to right play with have almost fun in with. spite yeah. of themselves yeah exactly right? you have these characters yeah, yeah. who are bogged down by the fact that they you know have X, Y, and Z issues that they struggle with on a day-to-day basis, and they sort of use those to bootstrap themselves past their own failings, gradually, however, you know, incrementally, into greatness based on the fact that those flaws didn't end up defining them, right? So perhaps something, and it's something I was sort of thinking about, uh, to give you guys a layer of choice going forward, as opposed to just being strapped into... D&D classes and multi-classing and all this is that you, not only with the things that I have in mind for leveling anyway, that maybe there's one thing you choose to focus on as gods per level, uh, but depending on what it is that you're choosing to focus on, something that you otherwise could do uh, starts to get worse. Right? In the same nature that belief is what makes God strong, Mm -hmm. the more you as gods choose to embody certain values of yourselves the less effective other parts of yourselves become. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a self-focusing lens. Okay, I like that a lot. Learning how to navigate through your own flaws and Mm -hmm. using them or not using them. Um, Yeah. And with this world being new and with like... Because like, I mean, we have what base D&D classes that come with D&D, but in this world that we're creating in Regulus the classes aren't clearly defined quite yet for like some of the characters within Very true. Yeah. On, Very the, true. on on the planet itself and even some of the gods I mean like we have our classes right but yeah. like but the vast majority of the people on the planet don't don't right? have a specific yeah. set of sure. uh, power that is specific to a certain class within D&D so there's some something about that that we can also play with with leveling up and like not inventing classes but introducing certain classes to yep, love it to other characters since we're gods in that way we can bring these kind of classes to the to the mortals well mm-hmm. semi-mortals or early mortals yeah they're not dying fast enough right. for each well not the elves maybe but there are other people out there. the monkeys I love that I love that <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. So, this concept of like using the floors and navigating through the floors, the idea of you know using yourselves as a template for the mortals, and as mm-hmm. you grow, that template for them becomes stronger, and what they can become, and you you become the defining feature of whatever you are for them, right? These exactly, yeah. Future priests might be emulating how they individually understand what Ishtava becomes. Future wizards might eventually be under, be defining themselves by what they understand their idea of Nevrik to become. It, it, you know, much in the way that, for example, modern Christianity has a version of what Jesus is, but the Jesus of Nazareth that did exist 3,000 years ago is definitely not the version that we yeah. have ascribed to today. And nah. that's sort of He's something we can think become about. become more of a, a legend, a yeah. myth, yeah. in the way that Jesus was written and portrayed rather than the real... Yeah. Which is what we're doing. We're yeah, creating exactly, legends exactly. and myths. And these sessions that we're playing, you know, like you guys defeating the flame given form and starting winter for the first time, you know what happened that day. Mm-hmm. But these people who tell the story of the way winter works 
are never going to be able to tell the story in its exact accuracy because they weren't there. Exactly. Right? So this is a process that's already beginning. Um, some things that I know, and we'll talk about this when, when we properly level up in a few minutes, but just mechanically speaking, that are going to happen, your proficiency bonuses are going to increase. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I think right now they are going to... What, what do you have this second? Six plus yeah. six. Plus so, six as well. Uh, levels, uh, the way I've written it right now, levels 21 through 24 are going to be proficiency bonus seven. Okay. Okay. So your proficiency bonus, bonus will definitely be leveling up there. Your HP is going to level up as it goes. Uh, and then this concept of epic level abilities. Uh-huh. I hate utensils. No, go worries. We're good. Um, this mostly, I've mostly thought about this in magic like caster formats because three out of our four mainline players are casters and then Midnight's a monk and that is basically like functions as a caster but with different words Mm -hmm. so if we're talking about epic level abilities and epic level spells you're each have you guys played warlock before? Ever? Only in like one shots, not not like a um, multi-level campaign. Okay. I haven't played it, but I know a little. Of, so of basically, about it. when you get to high-level warts, you get something called the Mystic Arcanum, which allows you to cast high-level spells without expending spell slots, and that's mm-hmm. that's how they have access to spells at level like six through nine. Mm-hmm. Is only through these, and this is sort of the way that epic level abilities are going to function for you through certain level. Uh, echelons, you guys will have access to a certain number of uses of these epic level abilities. And they will either be used for you guys to supercharge abilities that you already have, mm-hmm. uh, and we can call them like uh, godlike traits or divine divine traits. The word epic level doesn't have to be used in our own verbiage, but. It's epic, dude. Oh, I yeah, love it. Fucking stoked, bro. <laughs> uh, we can use them to either supercharge your own abilities, whether that's a divine smite or a spell or a lay on hands or whatever it is. Or, it can be used for things that you either, for basically, completely improvised soft magic. You know what I mean? It's a way to, to itemize that in more of a, an everyday usage as opposed to, the world is ending, I'm going to exert my whole force to do X, Y, and Z. It's more of a, you know, I want to channel my power of the afterlife to briefly resurrect uh, Lord of the Rings-style army of ghosts to attack this thing. Uh-huh. Okay, you'll use your divine spark to do this one thing for your one long rest, whatever it is. But on top of that, and on top of using it to boost, it's also there are also going to be sources in the world that I give you, and right now you're each going to... I'm going to give you each an epic level ability. Um... Just real fast. Oh, we are being raided by the Voidcast. Hello, Voidcast Live. Hello, Voidcast Live. Thank you for hello. joining us. Welcome in to the to uh, to Boston, New York. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, the Void greets you back. Absolutely. <laughs> right back. Uh, thank you for being here, however long or short that may be. It's a pleasure as always. We're talking about leveling um, up to level 21 and what that means. So yeah. if you have ideas, please shout them out in the chat. What to you guys, if you have any thoughts, is the best part about uh, myths that you read and gods that grow through those myths, right? As opposed to the static Zeus that just stays as the eternal lightning fuckboy for all time. The gods that evolve, right? Hephaestus, Hestia, things like that. Yeah. Isis. Um, which is shitty, but anyway. Uh... 
Yeah, so that's that's where we're at. Um, so I'm going to give you sources of, you know, both class-based leveling um, spells to acquire that count as like epic level or divine spells, and also not to necessarily spoil too much. But you guys just defeated the flame given form for now, and I believe it's you, Ishtava, who has a piece of that. Uh-huh. And say if you were to investigate that piece in a certain way, that might open a doorway to a specific addition of a or an addition of a specific divine ability based on something that you've accomplished and something you've found and something you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me at least mechanically these levels and these evolutions are going to be very tight to the things that you do, right? We're, we're all here about creating mythologies and creating legends. So the abilities that you achieve are going to be very much tied into what your own legends are, right? If we think about Athena, right? In some parts of her own mythology, she's called Pallas Athena because she slayed the giant Pallas and then started wielding his fucking skin and using his club uh, and so took his name as well. And that's sort of uh, another way we think about this. So that's, that's just sort of where I'm looking at it. Mechanically, I have some other class-based feats uh, for each of you as we go that we can talk about. Um, but that's sort of in the long haul, right? As we get to level levels, you know, 25 and 20, whatever it is. Uh, I think we're... Yeah, like, for example, both of you gain a spell slot. This level, you're each getting an additional level eight spell slot. Ooh, um, what? Where do I put that? <laughs> uh, and then, I know, if I'm looking at the cleric here from my notes here, you're, we're going to... You and I will sit down and think about what's the next step for your subclass, right? Which will come about at level 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I have thoughts about that. Please, please, I'd love to. I'd love I just to think, because uh, Ishtava's and the myth that I'm build, building that I haven't gotten to yet, but is long game, is that it is like, it, it's they're the god of the cycle, right? So there right. is life and there is death. And what represents that? is a, a phoenix. Right. Very Harry yeah. Potter-esque. Yeah. Um, and so that's why they are the, f- they have the phoenix domain of their, sure. as their subclass, but they are the god of life and death, and I feel like there aren't as many, the class isn't skewed toward that mm-hmm, as much mm-hmm. as it's skewed toward like fire yeah. and healing. Yep. Which is great, and it challenges but we me. we can, but it might be can, fun to dip into other yeah. things. Yep, 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 yep. That's as far as I've gotten with those thoughts. Love but that. maybe it's just because death clerics just you you've or grave stuck cleric there. is you're just my stuck fave. There. <laughs> we all, that's happens to all of us. Like I'll never I'll never really shake a draconic sorcerer or Nor will I warlock. Ever like shake a wizard. I, it's there. It's yeah, there it's in my blood now. Um, <laughs> so okay, 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 okay. Let me just check check the chat to make sure I'm um, keeping up on the up with the times here. But uh, let's. I'm going to chat with each of you briefly about what I have specifically so far for you, and then we can talk about what, how to potentially round that out, because this is by no means a hard and fast rule here. Uh, first of all, Drew, again, you get a second 8th level spell slot. Your proficiency bonus bumps up to 7. Roll some fat hit points, as you do. Fat. We re-roll ones in this house because it's no fun yeah. to get, like, I leveled up and I got one hit point to my name. I'm going to get one of those, like, signs that all the, like, blonde white women have where it's like, in this house we do this, but it's going to be... I, they make them on Etsy where it's, like, all oh, D&D yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this wall. house we re-roll ones. 
me. Um, I'll do that now, but. Uh, but. NYC for 2069 did. Name. I haven't seen great them name. in a while. Hello, great name. <laughs> uh, has redeemed. Hydrate or die straight. Hydrate or die straight. Literally tonight. And literally hydrate or hydrate die. Or die. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gandhi. Uh, so for your feet, as opposed to getting access to an epic level spell today, you're getting uh, a zhuzhed up arcane recovery. And we haven't really talked about short rests as far as these gods are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, short rests are any time where you're not going back to the hearth. So what would co- traditionally be considered a mortal long rest, like if you guys are in your planeswalking forms and you take a fat fucking nap, uh, that's going to be a short rest. Are these are these equivalent to like what a normal long rest would be for a regular? Not necessarily. Or it they, could be. It could yeah. also be an hour, like a regular short oh, rest. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but also, yes, a normal mortal long rest would count as a godly short rest. Uh, and when you do take a short rest, basically, it improves your arcane recovery. So once per day, when you, or once per, you know, X amount of time, when you finish a short rest, you can choose expended spell slots to recover. These spell slots can have a combined level that is equal to or less than your wizard level. Oh, amazing. So you can... Basically, you have 20 levels worth of spells, spell slots to recover, or 21 now, right? So that's, what, a nine and a, uh, two nines and a 12, you know, what yeah. I mean? it, it gives you access to, to more of what's going on here. Uh, Hannah, as far as we're concerned here with, with our dear friend Ishtava, yes. again, you have a second eighth level spell slot, because yes. I think that's where you should be, proficiency level. Christmas Eve bonus increases to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but primarily here at level 21, mm-hmm. you are going to be our first character that gets a divine feature. Like a divine. It's probably going to be spell casting for you as opposed uh-huh. to some other like divine boost. But I have a couple ideas for you here. Okay. As far as what that could be a divine spell. Uh, but I'd love to hear what that what this means for you. What is what is Ishtava's next step? Ooh, ooh, I and don't know. N- keeping in mind that your next level, you're gonna get a uh, a level, an epic level class subclass feature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has to do something with the afterlife, either governing it or um, either because when Ishtava's been down in Regulus, they have used a lot of their ability to either comfort somebody right or to be a little chaotic <laughs> a little? so i it's got to be one of those and i'm not sure i don't know if you have anything more specific and maybe i can build off of that sure sure i mean there are uh i have a bunch of different examples of what an epic level spell might look like uh if it's something based on your well let me just go through what i have written down here um, he wants to like just go look at epic level spells from other classes and see if there's something there. Yeah, for example, like this is a, a great level twenty-one uh, wizard spell or wizard sort of like an arcane magic caster epic spell, uh, which is called Double Time. Like when you cast a spell, time for a creature of your choice is doubled. That creature gets an additional action on their turn that they can use for whatever action they desire, and uh, they have a plus five to their AC. Fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm. And it lasts for eight hours with concentration. So this is what we're talking about. We're no, we're no longer in the realm of like, we're facing against a, a cult or a bandit gang. We're dealing with universal level yeah. bullshit, right? So, and I know one for the cleric, but that's a later level I have, is call superior undead. You basically summon an undead with challenge rating 15 or lower, right? You're summoning a full skeletal avatar of death here next uh-huh. to you or something like that. Uh, so if we're talking about specifically the afterlife... It's like maybe maybe controlling people. Not controlling people, but yeah. also, yeah. Like, Ishtava wants to make a cult. <laughs> Ishtava okay. wants people to, like, to know who the god of the afterlife or, like, have some semblance of the god of the afterlife. And I love it. to be worldwide, and it can be different in different places, but that is their goal. I love it. Because they have been told by La, mommy god, <laughs> that... If they do that, then their power will grow, and they'll be able yeah. to. So that's what they're doing. So how about how does this sound for you? Since you've been sort of trickstery and you have some kind of a domain over mortal beings, though that's mostly after they're gone. You've been interacting a lot on the mortal plane. How about we give you some kind of an epic level spell that's basically Inception, right? That you can choose an X number of people, the X number of mortal beings. Uh, whether that's, you know, those that you can see or beyond that based on a certain wisdom save that you have to make or whatever it is. Uh, and you can supplant an idea. You can sort of tap into their, like, very essence and be like, dink! The, the salt bay, right? Like, season that thing. Um, you can supplant an idea into them that they, if they fail the check, which they probably will, uh, <laughs> will believe is their own thought. Okay. Something along those lines. Like, how does that... I love that. Inception spell. Inception ability. Right. Like, I'm just looking at my thoughts here. Um, Oh, my God. Some of these are... Like, there's one that I have here that's basically just, like, full heal the spell. Or... uh, the, the the biggest insight check you could ever possibly cast without rolling a check, right? You uh, you know exactly what the hit points are, spell slots, saving throws, skills, all this nonsense. Oh wow! Um, so I and I I like this a lot. I like and I, I'd rather use this kind of stuff that we can see as opposed to things that we find from somewhere else or just like random mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. based on pre-existing D and D spells. So yeah, is that sort of up the alley? That the kind of the tone of that? I like that a lot. Yeah, I can sow some chaos. Absolutely. With that. Great. (laughs) I think it's uh, the parameters we'll put on it. The the restrictions. It's either a number of an an exact number of people you can you can visually see Mm -hmm. equal to your level, your total level, regardless of class. Okay. Or any number of people that you can mentally reach should you pass a, you know, scaling wisdom save or spell casting save, which for you is wisdom, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, if, if you're asking to, I want to influence a village, that's one level. I want to influence the fucking planet, that's a completely different scale. Uh... And once you've done that, you can, it's sort of like the spell suggestion, right? You can 
give a phrase, an idea, a concept to give unto them to, to have it be their own thought. And I think this spell is probably gonna work outside of combat. I I think it probably takes a little a, bit like of time. A, a minute casting time yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, great. Great. I absolutely love that. Uh, so for so is it anybody I can see or anybody I can say? Is it like Assassin's Creed ping? Oh, it's, it's both. both. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so it's okay. either without a check, anyone you can see up to your total level. Okay. So that's what twenty-one people that you can see, mm-hmm. or it's anyone that you can like any number of people that you can reach out to within your domain, given that you push yourself past your limits and can spread your magic that far. Gotcha. So that'll be a scaling wisdom save. And we'll call this uh, Whispers Beyond the Veil. Ooh. Perfect. Whispers Beyond the Veil. Let's go first. Divine level spell. Ooh. I love it. Okay. <clears throat> the flavors are melting on my tongue. On my tongue. Michael <laughs> the Void, thank you so much for stopping in. Sweet dreams. Sleep well. Enjoy. Thank you. That means you're somewhere where I used to live, somewhere out in Europe, right? I think they're you're in even further England, right? That's at least that's like seven hours, no six hours time difference. That's 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 my home. Uh, feel free, <laughs> enjoy, sleep well. Oh, that's right. We also uh, had a uh, a fallback here in uh, oh, Holland. Holland, okay. Perfect. Uh, Okay, so that's a great idea. Okay, I'm loving, I'm loving Whispers Beyond the Veil. Currently in Ghent, Belgium. Stop. Nice. I would love to nice. be in Belgium right now. And for everybody watching and listening, um, Voidcast Live usually streams right before us, and they're lovely and talented and just very kind, and it's it's very entertaining to watch them. I uh, watch them while I'm at work. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my boss. Uh, cool. So that's sort of the idea of where we're going. Uh, I can imagine, Drew, for you have a lot to play with, given that you're a wizard as well, and an elemental, like, emotional-based wizard as it is. So just think about how that is going to play out for you, especially yeah. as we go forward. Because, um, again, your first, the way I have this structured right now, at least, me, 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 me. I think your first epic level comes in either one level or two level. Two levels? Yeah, two levels, because next level, 22nd, I think, across the board is going to be a subclass improvement for all of you. So you'll get a, a school of passion improvement. There's something we'll work on, because that is uh, also. <laughs> yeah, well, a, that's, that uh, makes fabricated. Um, that makes more sense to me anyway, because yeah. I, it's why I don't run. D&D modules, why I've never run Curse of Strahd is because I can improvise a lot more and create a lot more efficiently if it's based exclusively in a world and it's the boundaries of something that I have already created. But I can improvise in Regulus very easily because I know what's there. Right, right. Put right. It there. You put it <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's very much the same for the School of Passion because it's something we made up. Right. And as far as this Phoenix Domain thing is, going forward as it blends into basically afterlife domain cleric uh, 
the same will hold true of that because yeah. we can just craft it. Now, when it comes to midnight, right? When that's Dan's touch of death, monk, uh, wave the open hand. I can touch you. <laughs> <laughs> No. You're gonna clip the mic. I can touch you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, it's been so long since I've been able to do that. So long. Uh, yeah, that that'll be something that we. I think it's going to be in a similar vein to Ishtava in that we basically the subclass features that happen from this point on are going to pretty much be all homebrew. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather just make things up with you guys and craft something that fits for the myth and for each other than use a needless template yeah. for no reason, right? Yeah. And for the chat and the people listening or watching later, we will be, we're making not a, like a fandom page, but we'll have a Kanka mm-hmm. page where we will put all these homebrew things up on there as well. It's like a sexier wiki. Yeah. <laughs> so, it'll be good. It's already looking pretty nice. Um, oh, okay. So, this is the other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of leveling. For regular mortals, when we're playing our campaigns like the Nightmare Crew, right, when, when we're leveling up, we as individuals are growing in power and understanding our strengths and increasing as a group. But things work differently for gods. As your power grows and your understanding grows and your abilities grow, your influence over the mortal realm grows. Mm-hmm. And you actually were just speaking on this point, you want to start a cult, right, as a starver? A following. A fo- <laughs> Please excuse cult me. Cult sounds like a dirty word. It's a like following. Yeah. Uh, I want to be um, like Pitbull. <laughs> Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Heard another suit. <laughs> Ishtava, Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> the Yep, exactly. Great, great. Uh, case oh, in man. point, uh, I think as you level up, your following increases. Right? Word of your legend it, it spreads by nature. As you power up, so too do the whispers of your deeds through the world. So I would like, and this is a big ask. So if we have to, if you have to come back with a official statement for me, for me after the break here, I understand. But I would like each of you, and I'll pose the same question to Dan, and I'll pose the same question to Kyle and to Woody. You're level twenty-one. Where, over what group of mortal kind would you like to exert your influence? And it's only level twenty-one, so it's, it's just slight. But if a group of mortals was to worship you, I sort of imagine it being like a two-way street. Not, it's not just coming from nowhere, right? It's, I, it's neither you just saying, You guys down there in the mesas, in the mountains there, say my name loudly at night. <laughs> and it's, it's neither that, nor is it just them in the mountains around me being like, You know what would be great to worship? The hoe in the cloak. The hoe would, in the cloak. That would be a great thing to do. Uh... Can I redeem channel points put that as graffiti on there? <laughs> the hoe in the cloak. The hoe in the cloak. Why not? I feel like we run the stream, we can put that on there Um So it's neither one of those things on their own, it's sort of a combination, right? So there are people all over the world who are starting to understand you just by the fact that you've been doing things on regulars. So where would you each like 
the nexus of your mortal following to be located. And that can either be a location, like I want people who are in the plains who are more connected to X part of things, like the winds roll through there often so they feel connected to the natural elements, or I want people who live in the the darker parts of the world where the sun doesn't rise as much and the stars are clearer to have more of a connection to me. Or it can be, I want the, the I think myself and the wood elves, the Nelven have a connection because they're the ones who are up in the treetops at night and they can see the way the stars move and they, the, the blanket of the afterlife folds more neatly over them. Or the humans are more irritable and more irrational and focus more on their uh, their feelings, so I'm more connected to them. Yeah. Things like that. Like, where do you think your the core of your following would be located, right? The Vatican's in Rome and is mostly run by Italian Catholics. The... Uh, Mecca is in Saudi Arabia, right? I'm run by extremely devout Saudi Arabian Muslims. The same is true, or will be true at the very least, for you guys. And as you level, your influence grows. So we, we have to start, I would, I would like you to think about what the beginning of that gathering of your worship means for you. I have a slight idea. Please. Now? Um, and it's based on like I mean cause emotion it's something you don't control it it's something you explore it's something you learn about every day when you experience mm. it it's something you take account of and say oh this was ex this experience is how I felt about that this is interesting I'm learning more and I think there's something about like the never seal that uh, it's about surveying and learning yeah. more about the land learning more about what's out side of the the forest where the heart of god is and there's something about that idea of like and and being a wizard as well is learning more spells learning it's it's about intelligence it's about gaining knowledge and 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 understanding of primal forces and i feel like that's emotion that's elements that's yeah, yeah all of yeah. that and so i think surveyors uh learners uh people exploring explorers in that sense Exp that is yeah. what i'm looking for like a, that's perfect you know how yeah. we have in, even in dnd kind of like the the traveler is perfect for wanderers and and people who yeah. like stop at waysides or uh the, what's the other one this it's a classic dean or corellia is like the god of the elves or right right yeah, yeah yeah i love that idea that ex explorers and like inquisitive minds yeah. are the ones who are drawn to you um, and maybe that does start with particularly, as it's sort of has fallen through, the Neverseal, yeah. right? They, maybe they are now starting to become aware that, hmm, maybe this one random blue dude who was flying around, maybe it wasn't just a blue dude. It wasn't just right? <laughs> a blue dude. Maybe we start thinking of him as a little more than a blue yeah. dude. Maybe we adopt that five-pointed star, you know? Right. I love that. Or at the very, at the very bottom line, and I'm going to put that in my notes, in fact. Explorers. Because that is, that is perfect. Excellent. Uh, Ishtava, and yes. again, if you have nothing, uh, that's t at the moment, that's perfectly fine. But if you have any thoughts, I would love to hear either the type of individual or the, the, the location of a particular individual who might be drawn to you. Um, who dies the most? At the moment, it's animals and humans. The monkeys. Okay, then I think so. I think that 
people who would quick, I, I just don't feel like the Elven are like super into Ishtava yet because mm-hmm. most of them haven't died. Yeah. So they're like, okay, I'm never going to this place, so why should why I, I care I about it? Um, but the I mean, the first person to die was uh, Hot Island. Um, no, it, no it, it was midnight. It was midnight. Yeah. Which it was a rabbit. Yeah. Money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think animals and humans would be like the biggest thing that would probably have started yeah. really picking up what Ishtab is putting down. And that makes and sense. And that's interesting of, because Krana, Krana, Krana is. Right? Uh, Kinda is an animal. Sort of started to develop a weird connection to to animals. Finding a middle ground between that, I can see. I am Ezra Miller. (laughs) Or Ezra? No, what's his last name from Star Wars? Is it Miller? No, Ezra. uh, Ezra Miller, the actor. Ezra Miller, the actor. Ezra Ezra the Jedi. Ezra the Jedi. Does he have a last name? Ezra, no last name. Probably. Animal Jedi. Dave Filoni is screeching somewhere <laughs> in California <laughs> in like, boots. Damn it! They didn't listen to episode six, season three <laughs> of Star Wars Rebels. Like, come um, on. <laughs> that's I, a really hot take on a god of like, a death god, an afterlife god, that if animals and humans are things that are dying most and have the most awareness to you, that perhaps the first druids come out of worship of you. You know the like like circle of twilight druids that they're mm-hmm. here for like the balance and Bridger. the cycle, the death and rebirth. Ezra Bridger. Ezra Sorry. Bridger. There it is. So close to Miller. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, it has some and of the ER same sort of the ones, you know. There we go. Right. Choose your kind. Yeah. Your kind. <laughs> <laughs> like so many of the Anglo-centric last names Literally. that exist, um, based on jobs that people had in medieval times, <laughs> right? A, a, a person making a bridge. Miller. Oh, Bridger. 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 Literally. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm gonna even if, if that doesn't even pan out ever, that's fine. But druids? Question mark. Is what I have under mm, druids, like those and who I, switch between a nature-based form. Even in this modern day and age that we live in now, the thing that dies the most, whether it's you know our cause or the cause of the world burning or ex- just nature, red tooth and claw, animals are in the const, a live in a perpetual cycle of hunting and and, and death and decay, and then the yes. trees grow from them. It's like this wonderfully. Natural cycle and the way you the circle of life is never more apparent than in the wild. Yeah, um, and prey and predator and and twice now you have directly sent a creature to the great beyond. Mm -hmm. Twice, one of those ended up creating an aspect, an animal-based aspect that now follows you directly. So, that's super interesting. Animals and humans, at the very least, we can fully explain. Of course, it makes sense because the elves. They're not dying yet. They're Don't not worry. dying yet. I'll get them. <laughs> we'll place a mortal stamp on these elves. Cut to old woman Ishtava hobbling into Heart of God and just nuking it, just, just like, leveling the whole thing. We're like, gonna we have like Baba Yaga Ishtava, and then we're gonna have like. Sexy, mm-hmm. resand looking from a court of thorns and roses, Ishava, who's just gonna fuck everyone. Mm-hmm. Just praying mantis yeah. the shit out of the entire yep. species. You're gonna wanna call me daddy. Uh, mm. <laughs> I have the plans. flavors are melting on my tongue. Okay, so. 
yeah, so animals, humans, I love the druid thing. It's interesting because I, when I was creating Ishtam, I thought about multi-classing yeah. as a druid. It's funny how that happens. Uh -huh. But that's... Can we talk about that real quick? Multi-classing as God? Yeah, so... Because <clears throat> I was thinking about that as well. Um, I think I mentioned this to you, Hannah, at some point when we were both bored in Great Jones. But if you guys choose to multi-class, you're more than welcome to. On a mechanical level, that's going to mean that you will probably either take straight up an epic level in the class. Uh, and if it's a spellcaster, I'm basically going to say that if, you multi if you're a spellcaster already and you multi-class into a spellcasting class, all of the spell slots can function as any of the things. And you can just tweak the spells yeah. as you go. Uh, but in terms of feat-related things, I think if you multi say if you wanted to multi-class into a bard, right? I know that's something that's been thrown around by a number of you a couple of times. You would each level would probably count as more than one level feat-wise. So say you take a level in bard, you might get five levels worth of feats in bards, but you'd only be level twenty-two. In terms of your health and your yeah, yeah. So basically, because I was thinking about I was thinking about choosing like a uh, martial class, like uh, Eldritch Eldritch Knight, yeah, fighter, yeah, yeah, wizard, because yeah. that's a nice little combination. Definitely, your first level so will take you well into you, the subclass for it. Okay, for so sure. we would start first level as if we started first level for the epic campaign. So level one would be level twenty, or we would do no, no, a little bit yet. lower than that. Yeah, it would so be, like, be a lot of bit lower than that. So if you took a level in fighter, it would ostensibly be five levels of fighter. Five levels, so level five yeah, fighter, yeah. in addition to to the level whatever that, it is, that's wizard. Yeah, and then you know, so it gives you access to defeats and whatever. And say you have a scaling thing, I'm comfortable using the scaling as your total level as opposed to just the fighter level. Or say one of you takes a feat in warlock, right? Uh, your Eldritch Blast is going to be the top level version of Eldritch Blast as opposed to whatever the other one is because it it's kind of shitty to be like, I am a god, I can do all these godly things, and when I cast Eldritch Blast, it has the effectiveness of a fucking sling with a pebble. <laughs> right? Right, right, right. So that just doesn't feel right. Um, so the abilities are at god level, scale. but the, 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 the feats, the feats will, will, that we take will be lower down. Lower down, and that levels yeah. up as we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that tracks Absolutely. Me. Yep. Absolutely. But it's definitely something that's open to you. Just be aware that on a non-mechanical level, from... You know, a, a storytelling standpoint. If one of you becomes a bard, that's going to not only affect how bards function in the world. That's going to function what the afterlife means. If you became a bard, it, what where's the performative element of the afterlife? Or if you become a fighter, you know, how does that function? Does a, a fighter's em, like emotive-based fighters guild form somewhere else? Right. Because these things trickle down. Your choices don't just affect you. you that's one yeah, from these yeah, cults, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, but definitely it's a yeah. possibility. Okay. Definitely it's a possibility for you guys, if you want to do. Uh, I was going to just say, just for the for chat's sake, uh, I think if I'm looking oh, at... Oh, we also have a cast posture check from NYC42069. Hmm. Thank you, skull loops. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Only. Engage your skull loops. Um, um, you're um. not doing your Alexander technique, I can see. Get You're not lifting your pants. It's her never meeting this woman and, and being him. accurate. And like, I, 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 <laughs> so just if I'm looking at this for uh, Kyle, for example, when it, when he looks at this and takes 21st level, uh, he can, uh, I think he has great weapon fighting. 
I think. Uh, which just means basically level 21, he gets an, his, his fighting style improves a considerable mm-hmm. way. Um, so it's just like he can re roll the damage more and it, it parts of it doubles, so he's gonna hit very, very hard. Um, like, a, I think eventually he gets a where is it? He gets another action surge, he gets a fourth indomitable. Um, just basic things like that, because I think it's it's easy enough for us to go through like some of the more basic class features and just use them as like, oh, we're epic level, you just get better at them. Mm-hmm. But when we're dealing with these spell casting or specific subclass feats, I think it's important that they scale to a point that not only feels powerful for you, but feels like it's impactful from a role-playing standpoint right. and, and that your abilities can affect the world around you, like this, these whispers that you now have access to. Um... And I think (laughs) it's pretty, pretty nifty, I would say. Uh, And while I try and make sure my computer stops running the one of its 114 background processes and stops Microsoft Edge. uh, Do you have any other thoughts, questions, ideas? I do have a I do have a question on influencing like the mortals and their classes and things because I always wonder like I I had this idea of like wanting to teach magic yeah or like somehow influencing or introduce not introducing but like introducing the school of passion as yeah a magic source to the people on the planet um is that something that I don't know my question is how I don't know how would we go about that yeah how do we so I think part of that influence, uh, same with these the, the leveling cult focusing, for lack of a better term, happens slightly passively, like just based on your growth, they grow. But also, if you want to specifically spread it, things that you already do and things you already stand for to the mortals, on purpose, as opposed to something like the Neversil or like Krana, right? Right. You are absolutely more than welcome to either go down there and do it yourself or send vibes from the hearth or something and do it. That's totally totally legitimized absolutely okay but at this point you can start to expect as you're wandering through the world somebody to like get a little angry and start you know shooting lightning Lightning, yeah absolutely Mm. right and i think it's very safe to assume that as your influence starter grows that there are going to be like grave keepers death priests who invoke you and some of that again as you each have like passive parts of your divinity that function without your direct input some of that draws from that and sometimes i might in the middle of a session ask you about a little spidey sense that you get that somebody is invoking your name for a specific purpose and Mm -hmm. it's up to you as a god to accept or deny that Cool. And that's just given me a great idea for a random encounter table. <laughs> so, uh, that's if that's any of you who are watching, if that spurs something for you, throw that in the Discord. Because uh, that can go on any of the tables. Like, oh, some random farmer is angry at the local bandits and has asked Midnight to smite, in the name of death, smite these bandits that, that have... Uh, stolen this farmer's crop you know stuff like that that, we, that can just sort of randomly happen whenever wherever uh and hydrated ice straight thank you joom 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 kaboom 
Short answer, absolutely. But beyond passive learning, the impetus is on you as a god to, to seek those roots out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Not that there has to be, of course, but... Last session, I discovered, as a phoenix cleric, I was not fireproof. You were not. <laughs> I have an ability that makes people around me resistant to fire. And again, like, I know I'm a god, but I also don't want to be OP. Like, I don't want to be so, too much. So here's what I'll say. But I think it's absolute horseshit that a phoenix cleric isn't resistant to fire damage. So... There are two thoughts about this, and I think, actually it's one thought, and this is where I'm going to stick with it. I think as being a Phoenix Cleric, a god-level Phoenix Cleric, you should be at base in, uh, resistant to fire damage. Mm -hmm. This, What's the ability that makes people around you resistant? It's called... Um... <laughs> it's an activated ability though, right? Yep, it's called Explosion of Life. It's a channel divinity. Okay. Thing. So, so 30 foot radius, um, sheds bright light, moves with me, it lasts for a minute. Okay. Um, and That's when a creature is, starts the turn in the sphere, you can choose one of two options. So let's say that you are resistant to fire damage regardless. Mm -hmm. And when you activate that channel divinity, regardless of whatever choice you make, for that minute, you are now immune to fire damage. And then let's say that maybe as we move up and we get these divine subclass improvements, maybe instead of maybe it evolves to eventually you're immune at base, and when that's active, you heal from fire damage. Ooh. Something similar with my uh, emotional resonance, and that's because like I already have per the emotion that it's picked that day resistance to yeah. that element, of course. But the emotional resonance is giving. A member of the party, a couple members of the party, that resistance as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking something leveling up that as well as yeah. to be able to choose the resistance later on. Le further on, uh, I think despite what's rolling, yeah. what's um, rolling, as you level up, I think the whole idea behind your particular subclass is going to be choosing your emotional focus and gaining control of your passions as opposed to them controlling. You right. Okay. Yeah. That's that's absolutely up my up my sleeve and again as a, as a sort of descendant or child of Sindar who is absolutely basically a slave to their emotions they completely and exclusively act on impulse um, it's up to you to decide you know whether or not you want to have control of your impulses or you'll let your impulses guide you instead yeah I think that's I mean with me and and from what I've learned about Sindar it's never is an evolved form of what Sindar couldn't reach in terms of self-control. Yeah. And, and, like, from what I've... And it's not that he's more powerful or better than Sindar. It's just... I mean, when, when a god creates something, it's supplementing for something they lack, in a sense. Right, right, And right, so I right, feel right. like that is what Believe Sindar's me. reasoning for creating Nevrik was... She had the elements. She had the control yeah. over those, but it wasn't... It was what was controlling those yep. elements that I she doesn't agree. really care about herself but needed yeah that An auxiliary source yeah for exactly yeah. and so i think that's where never and was it's, born. Yeah, i mean you fought her now it's not a spoiler to right. hear that she she lets herself 
absolutely rage, and that's sort of where she gets yeah. her power from, is letting those uh, emotions and, and um, elements, more specifically, yeah. completely, like, she becomes one with them and loses a lot of her more precise willpower. Yeah, and uh, I think that maybe Neverig's biggest struggle is learning how to not give in to impulses yeah. and learning control. And that's where, I mean, that's his journey. That's, that's, his, that's his flaw. Yeah. That's his flaw right now is learning how to control his yeah. everything life. and being a refined version of what's in Of where, where you came yeah. from, yeah. basically. Love it. Um, and please, let's let's keep this discussion going because for both of you in particular, I mean, yours is a class that I, I made with you and yours is a class that we found, but it's still homebrew. I am in no way beholden to what is exactly on the text right now like we can keep changing these and modifying them as we need to go because again we're we're at epic level like the rules don't apply in the same way yeah, yeah. like guidelines yeah, yeah. <laughs> i said this to you guys ages ago that this is more based on my brief experience with monster of the week right where the it is absolutely much more the rules are softer than they could be other than you know how far can you move in combat mm-hmm. necessarily we right keep those because it gives us structure when we're dealing with you know dragons and gods and monsters but for the you know what kyle was doing last week i love and i i encourage it like well we have these godly abilities let's see how it we can stretch them the, yeah. based on my own imagination you know mm-hmm. and that's i i absolutely uh, completely encourage that. Tells me Nothing is certain. Everything is permitted. <laughs> oh. Excellent. Great. Excellent reference. Great stuff. Um, that that hole in the cloak will be going on the uh, the walls of the bars in New York. <laughs> yeah. Brownstone here. Of course, NYC 42069. Thank you. Absolutely great. Great name. Uh, cool. So if you guys don't have any other questions about leveling, we feel comfortable about where we are. Yeah. 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 Okay, we both rolled for health. Oh no! I did. No. Rolled for health. I did. Here we go, guys. Ooh, eight! I did the hey. same. I mean, mine was a d6, <laughs> and I got a six. Go. So I was <laughs> very, very happy about that one. Do I still count on my fingers? Yes. yes. Oh, I. I'm Have really I been playing D&D for twelve years? Yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, I would like to give a shout out on that note to, I, I don't know their last name, I don't know, really know where or what they're doing right now, but it was in seventh grade, classmate of mine, Sam, she said, let's play D&D, and it was D&D fourth edition, if I remember correctly, so it was, it was like, no, no, it was, no, it was two. Oh, really? It was grungy, these were like old, old books. And she took it upon herself to be a DM of three seventh grade. Well, be a seventh grade. Three monsters. And I was well. I was exactly myself. I was playing a drow who was like edgy. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Trying to subvert the stereotype. You know, I was doing my doing my job. Uh, then, but we also then had a minotaur and a centaur, both of which were determined to ride horses. That was their character goal. A centaur, yeah, riding a horse. Yep. 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 We both got horses. The Minotaur and I each got a horse for our like starting gear, and the center was like, "I would also like a horse. I've been excluded for, if I don't have a horse." For, <laughs> for so, riding, yeah. I want some. I want some art. I'm that. Played, trying to figure out how that one session in works. which we encountered a magical nymph who was willing to grant us one item-based wish, and I wished for like a basically magical sunscreen, <laughs> right? I forget what the Minotaur wished for, but the centaur only wished to put out the nymph's water. 
or set it on fire or something. And it was complete chaos, and that has started my long D&D journey to today. So <laughs> thank you, Sam, for dealing with that. I think I've told you that in real life at some point. Uh, we all, we've all been horrors in front of our early DMs. We've all <laughs> walked down that path before, I feel like. Uh, That's funny. That's pretty good. Oh my goodness. A centaur that wants a horse. horse. Yep. <laughs> what a middle school move. Literally. I honor it. I, I really honor it. I believe in it. I just... It doesn't. I, it doesn't compute my There's brain. There's no yet. mathematical way to structure <laughs> yeah. that. You know what? Maybe you just need to. Just believe. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> believe believe a little bit more. I'm just trying to uh, picture it. Okay, so, I again, this is you know not going to be our most intense or longest session, especially after last week. Um, but if the leveling is done, let's take a little break, like a 10, 15 minute break. Yeah. Um, want to just say come back at uh, 35 or around whenever then when the media ends. Yeah. Um, and chat if you have questions or want to talk more about leveling up to level 21, please, please Shoot put it in the chat. Shoot Join our Discord. Um, yeah, we love you. So you I will announce the the winner of the giveaway after right. the break. Hell yeah. All right. Tales around the Tavern Eight. Fire. We'll answer your thing when we get back from break. Love ya. Okay. Where is it? We'll be right back. All right. Hello, 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 welcome back. Uh, hope you've got your snacks ready, your drinks ready, because we're gonna get right into it with our 1500 Instagram follower giveaway announcement. It's about damn time. It's Hannah, about damn time. Walk us through it. All right, so winner of the giveaway gets a beautiful dice set by our lovely friends over at Tales of Echo Dice. This is what they look like. You can see them on screen below Will's beautiful face and a matching dice tray. And the winner of said dice and dice tray is, drumroll please, Flynn Ezra. Username, Flynn Ezra. Like Ezra Bridger. It was meant to be. Oh, it was <laughs> meant to be. Meant to be. Uh, do you want to put that shit in the chat? Yes, I will. I'm not sure if they have a Twitch, but I will put it in there. We'll be reaching out to them to let them know they've won this beautiful dice uh, set and dice tray with some stickers from us. If you don't already follow Tales of Echo, do go so. follow them because they're really, really great. They make quality Ooh, dice. Look at that. Kind of like, like it kind of is similar in vibe to Color Spray Creations, which was the, the Pride giveaway that we did during the summer. Um, and in just in terms of like quality of dice, affordability, um, go support actually both of those dice creators, but Tales of Echo, Baby Fire, and they're New York based, so we stan. Um, I'll put it in the chat, but do you want to answer the, yeah, or please. read the question aloud? Uh, so. Tales Around the Tavern Fire, uh, it's a fabulous question here, and one that, this is the kind of stuff that I love. I am a half, half a sorcerer and half a warlock in my, in my heart of hearts. And Tales has asked about uh, 
suggestions for what I believe to be here, and please, Tails, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, suggestions for archetypes, deity archetypes, to fit in for a potential bard who is looking to multi-class into a warlock and is just, you know, pleading to to make a deal or bargain with some deity uh, and the quote here, who you never know is going to answer. And I think that is fabulous. So uh, suggestions for each of the archetypes. And I, I guess you're asking for one that could fit into like Archfey, one that could fit into uh, uh, the, the Fiend and Old God uh, and a couple of other things like that. But just in general, I love this idea of, you know, pleading to the ether and seeing what potential being responds to you. Uh, and there are a couple nice ones that... Perfect, great. Uh, so, for one of the newer ones, there's the, like, Pact of the Undead or something. I think it is a really super spicy idea for a long-forgotten but still-living, still-powerful lich to respond. And if this is something in a homebrew world, you can craft, and I guarantee you, I can feel it, that you have somewhere in the back of your mind the idea of some powerful wizard back in the day and age who was a little morally suspect, a little sussy, and went down a dark path. And having them respond, maybe under a pseudonym, maybe under whatever it is, just respond to like, yeah, I can give you power. I can give you power if you can fucking find my phylactery somewhere. Um, that's a great idea for the undead. Uh, as far as the fae goes, those are, you can have the most myriad possibilities. I have had the most fun dealing with the Archfey when it is Fae who have no knowledge or no concept of time, given that they have some kind of potency over that, like a like a temporal-based Fae who deals with the passage of the seasons in that they just simply maybe are an aspect of the timeline itself. Just this chaotic temporal entity. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, and maybe they're using this warlock, this potential warlock, as a latch to whatever the current time is. Um, as far as great old ones go, I have had the most intriguing responses with two different concepts. Uh, you can go with great old ones who are either these like completely unknowable entities who are looking to understand what life, terrestrial life, is like, or old gods that have no king idea that they are giving power to a to a being that it just happens to be that this person's plea they have met an archway oh they have met an archway okay. and oberon is sitting as god king of one kingdom in this world Ooh, that's sexy Ooh. i mean we know how oberon likes to take his Ooh. little uh, little mortal familiars right <laughs> and that's all i'll say on that uh <laughs> And the, I mean, the wizard one seems to work. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for a lich story. Um, not that we'll be seeing that in Regulus at any point ever. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, old, unknowing old gods, the like the dreaming gods who happen to dream exactly of this pact coming into place and it all works out, but it's totally accidental is great because it gives the player a lot of agency and the player doesn't necessarily have to feel like there is some entity breathing down their neck until, of course, the dreaming god, the sleeping, slumbering, eldritch madness wakes up and what does that mean for the player uh and then the fiend that really is based on whatever the hell you think of as your hells right the the most fun for those usually come from sort of the way that ember plays i know that's like a an, an elemental spirit right amber that is being dealt with there but fun smooth talking contracts 
right? Or you want to subvert that. You have a pact of the fiend who basically doesn't want to do it. And the maybe they just like happen to be convinced by the pleas of this mortal, and it's like a uh fine. I'll give you this infernal power, but just like leave me the alone and get me this sword in the well. And then can we be done? Please. Just basically for any of the warlocks, I think the fun ancient beholder, if you want, I'll send it in the Discord. I have a homebrew subclass for a warlock that is it's like packed of the or um it's, it's basically about specific, it's like Beholder-based pact magic. Uh, about like the sightless seer and becoming, uh, becoming the eyes for a Beholder who has grown cataracts over thousands and thousands of years. In exchange for sight, the Beholder gifts this person like magical abilities. So that's, that's a great one. Um, yeah, I think the idea for a warlock to make it fun in this day and age, subvert the tropes. Think of what you imagine a warlock for whatever that archetype is in your head and flip it on its head. Flip the dynamic on its head and that becomes more interesting for you, it becomes more interesting for the player, um, and it opens up so many roleplay possibilities that can leave a table with, you know, jaws agape, which is really all we're looking for as DMs, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the, the goal is. So that was a long winding answer, but you prodded a, prodded a door open that is, is a particular passion of mine. Um, yeah, I'll absolutely hit you up. I'll absolutely, I have the PDF ready to go. Um, but if there are no more thoughts and questions, what say we uh, we take a little little reprise back into the world and surrounding realms of Regulus Prime? How about? Excellent. Don't worry, I'm starting the Regulus Prime music <laughs> as we speak. So, last we met, you guys had to struggle for the first time as godly entities against a being made of writhing flame that was in its own racks of pain and discomfort it seemed up in the north of the heart wilds the great forests that house the elven people a fire that had been burning slowly southwards from the northern edge over the course of 500 years uh, and you went and you combated it in its many many forms that took you seemingly away from the material plane, at least for a time, for a moment. And given D&D combat, all of this took place over the course of, what, a minute? Not even? Like mm -hmm. 30 seconds, the whole thing happened in. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Because <laughs> it took, took four hours. Four hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the four of you, or the three of you, defeated, four, four of you for Ganekrana, right? Yeah. They. Uh, My baby. Uh, defeated the flame-given form, who was sort of almost disassembled into its own magical essence by Ishtava and your, what was it, eighth-level inflict wounds yeah. that sent it to the gods, that sent it straight to your your house. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the chat for that idea last week. <laughs> well, I didn't even see that. Was that a chat? A chat-inspired thought? They were talking about because we were talking about. Um, uh, told the dead at mm. epic levels, and then somebody said inflict wounds at a high level would be real good. And, and he went for it. Said, "I'm gonna steal your idea." Did nearly 250 damage in a single hit. Um. So you defeated it in its own sort of little pocket realm there that Unan got more of a look at, 
And as its own dust began to break the realm down and transport you back to the material plane, Ishtava, you captured its remnants, its sort of gemstone crystalline uh, eye, one of its five eyes, the red one that remained, in a container of your own magic, solidified, as the three of you returned back to the material plane, Krana danced off into the ether, and you were left in the north, the burned out, ashen northern part of this forest, with ash falling from the sky that twinkled in the light of this dying flame being and became the first snowfall that began to drift further southward even as you stood. And that is where we will pick up, if only for a, a shorter session tonight, with these snows, these cold, gentle winds drifting down from a gently grayed, clouding sky, what looks like ash becoming these fractaline little frozen mites drifting in the air, all the embers in the ground and the tree stumps now silent and steaming. And the forest behind you, quiet. Nevrick is looking up at the snow, experiencing, I think he understands what snow is, but has never like been in an environment where it's snowed. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe his domain, but that's a whole other thing. But um, he reaches out his hand just to catch some of the flakes and try and see what they're like. Look yeah. at them. Their individual shapes and specific... I I mean, they're all different. So yeah. it's like and they I'm are. They, as you reach out towards them, there's sort of almost some of them in your immediate vicinity are drawn towards you, swirl around your arm a little bit and gather gently one by one in your palm before melting, sort of sizzling in your skin. Because the pair of you are both, both uh, at quite high temperatures at the moment, given the amount of scorching that you both received. <laughs> uh, Burned a couple of times. A bit. Yeah, well, the snow is definitely <laughs> melting on you as soon as it makes contact with you. Uh, but these snowflakes are unique. They're all different and they're small. Only about the size of a quarter, each of them at their biggest. Um, and the snowfall upon you guys is actually thinning and lessening out and intensifying behind you as the bulk of the snow front runs southwards. You can see some of the almost like cake frosting or icing on the tips of the trees, the evergreen trees that move throughout the bulk of the forest behind you. But it's very, very still out here. Before someone comes, let's go and perhaps check on the, the village that was nearby. Yeah. Unen? Unen's standing there, just sort of, again, similar to you, like, looking at the snow, touching it. Yes? I think, uh, we'll be visiting... I think we're going to visit some of the mortals. Where? The, the village we passed before. The ones who were sent to Keep an eye on the, the fire. 
Well, the fire is gone now. Right. So I think we should tell them. I'm sure they know. Okay. Did you see something wherever you went? You seem um, not yourself. Why would you say that? Uh, I can be nothing but myself. You lovely, literal (laughs) being. (laughs) I mean, you seem changed. I don't know if changed is the right word, but yes, I did see something. Did you not? Mm. I mean, I saw that the, it was like a sphere, right? Yeah. In case us, but that's about it. You were not in the sphere for most of it. No, I wasn't, was I? I saw something, but it... Nothing important. You were going? Right, to the village. Right. Race you there. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Village. (laughs) I think right outside the gates of the village in the tree line, (laughs) specifically. I was about to say, you think village? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which one? Roll a D100. Uh, <laughs> Not a D100. <laughs> um, I take it. I take the chaos. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking to, to, you think, like, you're visualizing that particular, like, almost fortress, like, yes. village in the trees. Thinking the same? Yes. Uh, okay. You two again, sort of, visualize the village turn towards the tree line and begin to move and the trees stretch and bend like watercolor paintings in a rainstorm they pull away and you just wend through it all moving so slowly and so quickly all at once until it all snaps back into place around you and you are just whereas you came from the other side the first time you are now down the end of the gentle sloping hill in the middle of the forest with some of these trees still a little smoldering, but mostly just steaming, because this is where the, the hints of the flame began at the base of this hill. But at the top, as you rise, get, uh, throw your attention up the hillside, you can see that sort of settlement ringed in by trees standing on the top of the hill with now, uh, without even a perception check, there are a large number of people gathered outside the walls looking down the hill towards you. Uh, some people are sort of in the walls, peering through the, the, the gaps in the spiked fence, looking out down again across the forest towards you. So they definitely, there is a, a, a ripple of startling as you appear out of nothing and these people sort of shift and lean and look towards you. I will say, before I ask you the next question, that as you guys reassemble and see that reaction, Unan is not with you. Can I spidey sense where he is? Yeah, do a ping. You can try. 
I would uh, like to Assassin's Creed ping <laughs> for Noonan. Click in the left stick. Yeah. Here, right? I would also like to In do pretty same. much every video game that's ever been made, <laughs> yep. right? Bing, the loot shows up. Uh, I would like a perception check from both of you, please. And I have to pull up our campaign. Oh, God. Not using that die. Throwing the dice on the floor. Okay. This is called my Shigo Chonk, and it just gave me a natural one, so we're Your Shigo Chonk! I love that. Uh, gave you a natural one? Okay. Natural 20? I mean, yes. Yin and Yang. <laughs> first, first roll of the day, natural one, natural 20. Wow. Well, actually, it's not the first roll. We roll for help. That is true. Perfectly balanced, <laughs> as all things should be. Uh, thank you, Thanos. So, with a combined neutral between the two of you, uh, I will say that between the both of you, you can sense that in an almost sort of nonsensical way, Unan is here on material regulus, but also not. Uh, Unan doesn't exist in my radar. <laughs> he's he's Unan? Who this? <laughs> Who's Unan? What's what's a metaphysical like godly eye bug for the, for a godly crit fail? Like a headache. He hasn't gone back home that much. I can tell. I think we just let him leave him to his vices. He's right. You know, cover more ground that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, sorry, question. Mm -hmm. Did the, the, the people see us appear? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> they reacted to you appearing. Um, here. I have, I didn't put my hood back on. Cosmic entity appears in the woods. So, oops. So I look, however, all those people individually, individually see me. See so you. that'll be a fun thing. And you're still in your realm walking form, right? Or I, no, I dropped I, it. I, 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 I no, I changed after we left the heart of God, right? the heart of God but the, the the part outside of. You changed back. To, I changed back to the the. Because I remember you stopped and said, "Y'all need to change." The three-eyed being. Is that what it is? Three-eyed. Huh? I'm confused. I. So I went. You're in your realm walking. I'm in the you realm went, walking form. Went I, changed, I changed to my normal form when we went. Three-eyed being. Isn't it three-eyed? What is it? It's, it's, oh, he's in the floor. I am one of the, I can't. Oh, remember. oh, oh, oh. The, yes, the three-eyed being. You, yeah. you look like the, uh, the, or, or one of the Orkan. Yeah. Yes. Great. Okay. Sorry. I'm <laughs> um, so you appear and you, you notice that, that. Unan isn't here, and, and you can feel that he's sort of like tangentially existing. Uh, but you see these people react to you, and a few of them start to move their way slowly down the hill towards you, but the closer they get to you, both the slower they move and the lower they get, almost averting their gaze a little bit. What do you want to do? My children. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do not be afraid. We have... 
cleared the woods of the threat, you may live in peace. Yes. <laughs> Dear brothers I look around, I look around, sisters. what are they doing? Please don't kneel. It's really, I appreciate it, but it's hard to see your faces and for you to see mine. Can you roll me a persuasion check, please? <laughs> you appeared from the woods like lightning and t- telling them not to kneel. Persuasion check? Yes, unless you can make me an argument for something else. Nope, it's fine. I'm proficient <laughs> in it, so uh, that's... Uh, 26. 26? Yeah. Uh, so you speak this unto them, that the threat of the woods is clear. Do not kneel, my children. Our faces must be seen. And from the few, the probably like eight to twelve of them who have really started coming down the hills and are taking that lower form, they gradually like unfold, look towards each other. Nevik reaches out his hand to help them out and says, Stand. They sort of come to more of a standing. And a particularly sort of bright-eyed one. She beckons to some of the other people at the top of the hill and she kind of like runs, slides down the hill towards you. And as she gets closer to you, she does kind of like bow a little bit like or, or crinkle in inwards a little bit before peering up through the insides of her eyes. She looks... She's either a warrior or a hunter. She's in fairly like heavy leathers. Is she human? Elven. 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 All of these are the elven to some, to some extent. Java thinks, fuck! Not my people. Uh, my lord, you see the threat of the forest is cleared. Aye. The flame. Mm-hmm. Yes. The burning, it is gone. Mm-hmm. How? Forgive me, how? I take my hand and do the the touch, the comfort touch. <sighs> By my will. I need to go. And then I throw a sly wink at Netbrick. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, 10 plus proficiency plus your wisdom? Oh, right. <laughs> the touch. <laughs> plus my wisdom would be... 23 plus 23, that'd be 23. 23. You touch her and she looks right up into your eyes. And her eyes go wide. And she like, sort of, almost like trips while standing down to your, to the floor, to the forest floor. She grabs onto your ankle for a moment for looking up at you. The fire is gone! She screams in Elven. The woods are safe again! Come! And she runs past you mm-hmm. into the forest. And a few others tentatively move. Like boulders being gently pushed down a steep hill. Because as soon as they start to move, a bunch of them go. Mm-hmm. Right past you. Maybe even brushing brushing by you, giving you a look as they go. You know, gently running their hands across your shoulders, your arms. Looking towards you almost teary-eyed, some of them, as they run past into the forest. But the, I would say, two-thirds of the gathering that was standing outside of the, the hill, outside of the fortress, outside of the settlement, Helifen, 
is still standing there, almost in dismay at this point, looking around at the woods, looking at the steam rising, and then at the snow that now begins to reach this part of the wood, drifting like salt, shaken strongly, just flurrying by. You can hear the screeches of younger children, elven children, inside the walls of the settlement as it drifts into Helithan itself. It's a change. I would like to do something. Please. Soft magic. Soft magic. I stand next to Nevrik, and my hood is fully off, and it is whatever they see, but the, the cloak is still... It, the cloak is now an ast. It looks just like stars. Yeah. It is full, fully like full billowing, astral. doing the thing. Yep. Yeah. And then from the the place where we fought the flame given form i'm going to create a phoenix made of fire and as the people run into the clearing the phoenix will shoot up into the sky and fly over the tree line and then make its way to us and land on my arm and then as the snow starts falling on the phoenix, it'll like, like, like almost like, implode, kind of like yep. mm-hmm. buckle inwards. Yep. I, can I? Because I had an idea. As I mean, for soft magic as well. Um, as this is happening, I wanted to restore some of the life to the vegetation. Right. Like the let elemental, the elements, like, yeah, sort um, of supercharge and regrow. So, and my idea is never touches the earth itself and just speeds up the rebirth of some of the and so this yeah. is tying into the, the I, phoenix I'm, and I'm so I wanted right to there. bring in that idea with as the phoenix flies over from the center of that the vegetation kind of heals itself can you each roll me a spell casting check with advantage you need new dice <laughs> You did not twenty. Sixteen first, and then in that twenty. You. I. A spell cast. Okay, so. Proficiency plus wisdom, right? Uh, Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Not twenty for a total of. Uh, you said proficiency plus wisdom. Or for you, it's proficiency Your plus. Oh, intelligence. intelligence. I'm stupid. Uh, so that's eleven. Uh, Thirty-one. Thirty. Okay. So as they're running into the tree line. Do you say anything to bring forth the phoenix, will, or you just will it? I will it. I'll say something after. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. So you stand there, and whether you're looking at each other or not, whether you're, you know, there's no planning here, there is that same feeling, right? It's the same thing that happens when you ping out and can feel another divine presence. There's just a, like a vibration, a resonance between the two of you, this godly moment. As from, you know, 15 minutes or so away into the woods, that clearing that crater rumbles with flame but it is flame reclaimed now as from it a torrent of fire erupts into the air so bright that the people here standing at the borders of Helithan can see it rise and this little crystal the crystal eye that you have encased in your own magic glitters and shines through the encasing there lending its essence to the flame from which it came as this flame rises and splits its wings forward into this great 
bristling bird of flame that begins to soar over the forest towards you. And as its wingspan shadows the sky and casts itself over the clearing, Nevrik, as you touch the soil, there's little motes of cinder and embers drift from this phoenix over the forest. Combined with your touch, they wend down to the ground and this burnt stump-like trees, or even just the shriveled ones nearer, you hear a hell of them crack and burgeon and swell as the earth begins to pulse like a living thing. And the trees grow with new, almost, you know, just freshly sprouting trees begin, beginning to grow in spaces where there weren't even trees to begin with. The density of the forest increasing, the, the life force of it thrumming, the earth reinforcing itself, even in the snow, right? And these people behind watching the woods grow and this bird of flame soar above as the snow seems to fall, the snow seemingly being what's making all of this grow. The mouths open wide, drop eyes just fixed on all of this as this bird of flame swoops over and soars down and lands right onto your arm, cloak billowing around you as the snow continues to almost spiral around you, Neverick, some of the leaves on the forest floor twirling around your feet as the trees continue to swell and grow as this forest takes shape once again. As the phoenix. <laughs> yep. And it like seems to go like in into me. Yep. <laughs> Where there is death, there is life. We are the gods of the afterlife, the cycle, and the children of the elements. We are your protectors. We are yours as you are ours. My name is Ishtava and this is Nevrik. And we are your gods and your friends. Who's in charge here? The wind rises around you. This hillside of people, what, whether you want them to or not, at those words, they take a fucking knee. Some of them look up this way and point to above, just like above the edge of the fence posts here, to these two very youthful looking, very angular, uh, presumably Enelven, the wood elf fight, or, uh, ancestors, and they look very, very similar, very, very pale, like bronze colored, standing right there. And these two standing there watching over all of this, youthful enough looking almost to be children. Mm -hmm. They look down at these, the other elves, to you. Your divinities. It is us who are in charge. I am Polara, 
my brother Castorel and I. We are those now in this year entrusted with the keeping of Helithen and its noble purpose. A city now claimed by the Firebird. And Polara, she whips over the fence posts and sort of like comes for a rolling land as the people around the hillside part. She sort of lands and then gets settled on both of her knees, almost in a meditative pose, sat upright, looking towards you. My gods, what would you have of us? Bring, bring the forest back. Tell your newborns of us and live well. And if you need us, you call. Devote yourself to us, and we will devote ourselves to you. And so it shall be done. It is the least that we may do. Castor She turns around to yell to her brother, but he's gone, at least from the edge of the... I will find him and ensure he does the same. If nothing else, our humble housing here in the deep woods, it will now and for always, so long as our people keep it, be a haven for those who wish to follow your ways. Your roads will always lead through here, as you have given us a road forward where there was none for so many years now. Is this you also? She reaches to touch the falling snow. It is us. It is. It's snow. Snow. I think I like snow. It's quite beautiful, isn't it? If it is you, then yes, it is. looks towards her own people. Go! Send birds, send messages back to Heart of God. They must know. And they must know whose name we carry in our hearts. Some of you, please, move! And sort of, again, half of them entranced, half of them, or a third of them shocked by your speech. But some of them begin to hustle and head back towards the confines of the city, murmuring amongst themselves. Is there a, um, the fence, is there like a, the entrance, does it have? An arch? Like an arch, yes. The entranceway is on the, if you're, you're basically facing the northern wall of the thing, and the gate is on the southern wall, where you came from, and you, it's basically like a carved into the wooden uh, pike fence posts. There's like a sort of a hinged double doorway. It's less of an arch, though. Okay. Another soft magic idea. This, uh, 
I want to with the quill and not not to summon anything, mm-hmm. not to just just as like a a symbol of protection. I want to draw a phoenix symbol with a five pointed star like on the chest, somewhere on the gate, and as a sign of protection of. Oh God. sure, uh, sure. And and, and you want to, so you want to walk up and around to the gate. To yeah, the yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Are you going to do anything while he does, or are you just going <laughs> to engage with these new? Wrapped individuals. Before Polara, Polara gets up. I want to take my hands on her forehead and brush my thumbs along it, and kind of like early druid craft. Mm. What forms is like a diadem, like a tiara that looks like icy flame. Mm-hmm. Like white inside, almost like bluish out, like outer flame tips. Mm-hmm. Mm, I have to restrain myself. Okay. And as I say, as I do what I say, whoever bears this crown bears the favor of Ishtava and Nevrik. I'm not even gonna have your roll because I'm like actively <laughs> creaming. Um, so she's still kneeling there. You. Like Simba, yeah, like, Simba. <laughs> uh, Fuck, I love it. You oh. just sort of shape with your thumbs, hands clasped around the back of her head. This this icy flame, in a circlet around her head that connects, sort of flickers and comes alive almost. Again, that gemstone in your in that magical flask flickers again, bristles. And as you do that, and you're saying those words, you bear the favor of Ishtava and Nevrik. She is weeping. Tears are pouring down her face quietly. You know, just it, it's just almost like a natural reaction from the body. And as you f- finish and you s- finish speaking and enchanting that circlet, without even looking up towards you, she takes like a clump of soil and a stone right from around where you're standing. And just clumps it together and pl- like holds onto it. You have blessed me, and you have blessed all of us this day. I will bear your favor, and those who come after me will bear it as well. Good. She stands. Plump it, still holding that stone in that soil, some of the earth trickling from the cracks in her fingers. She wipes her eyes. We will not forget this. I will be sure of this. And my people beyond these walls will not forget it either. We will meet again. I hope so. She stuffs the dirt and the stone into her pocket and she sort of leans to reach forward towards you to grab your hand, grab your face or something, but she stumbles back and darts into the woods following the rest of her people who ran towards the clearing. Neverick, as you wander around the front of the settlement of Helithan towards the double doors there, and begin using the quill to etch that phoenix. Just a simple carving. 
you know, simply outstretched wing bird over the sort of at the top. I imagine the two double doors. Mm-hmm. It's split in half down the middle. Yep. The five pointed star, top point. Uh, is your five pointed star classic? Like, sort of. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, upright. It's not right. any kind of. Scheme. So that yeah. upper point pointing up towards the neck of the bird. The two, the s- lateral ones heading towards the wings. Mm. The the bottom ones, the southern ones heading towards the feet. And as it finishes, the whole time you've been carving it, it's sort of glowing. The the line you draw glows a subtle red. And when it finishes, it flashes this reddish hue. And much like the trees that you saw, the stumps, the ashes going through, the ground in the crater where you fought had those little sliver of moving embers. Once you finish drawing this sigil on the wall, when it connects the wood planks of the pillars of the whole settlement, mostly outside walls, but you can see a little bit of the, on the rooftops of the settlement inside the walls, in the cracks of the wood, this ember begins to glow, and the heat begins to emanate. And people have been, like, you walked and began doing this, and a small group of settlers wandered behind you a good 15 feet away watching intently as the sigil finishes and the wood cracks and glows they and again whispering muttering to themselves the whole sense of both of your activities here has left the entirety of the people you can see in and around Helifin here in awe the phrase is awe inspired and shock and overwhelmed, really, as the snow now flurries even harder, whipping around, the wind picking up, rustling the trees like a whistle, really. Um, where is Castorella at this moment? You can't see him unless you head inside the, the settlement. In, inside the settlement? Because uh, Polaro whipped over the, yeah. the fence. I'll go, I'll go in to find him. Okay. Before we get there, because that's yeah. going to open up a can of worms. Shava's just like, and now I'm going to make a dramatic exit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've played your beats, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the grass is still growing wherever I step. I mean, I'm, of course, again, of course, of course. I'm assume that it does. Again, another weird druidy choice I before. Know. <laughs> okay. okay. And I make, like, I make sure that there's not a lot of people, like, like with it, like there's there's a ring around me, and then I turn into a phoenix and fly away, <laughs> <laughs> and like just like fly into the sky until I wink out as a star. <laughs> like a red phoenix or an icy icy flame. I think it's red, but then the tail feathers like, just, like go the... blue Ooh. and yeah, almost like the peacock phoenix. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's... So you uh, you walk away, you slip behind a tree, almost like Superman in the phone box, right? You just fade out of sight, and when you would keep moving back into sight, whoom, Phoenix, up and into the air. Flame flickering, iridescent at the end, as another, probably the 15th since you guys have appeared back at Elephant. <gasps> Gasp from the crowd as you venture up, and almost then glitter into part of the snowstorm. Gone. <laughs> I must go, my people need me. <laughs> yeah. um, bef- I'll come back to this, but where are you headed? I'm not actually 
actually headed back to the harm. You're just headed out of I'm sight. Just, it's, it's the illusion. I'm all yeah. about the theatrics. So it's the illusion <laughs> of me going into space, but then I'm going to like go back to the tree. Heart of God. Like, yeah, heart of God, but like not so everybody sees me. I'm just going to go right, like, just like, to wherever Kira Han is. I'm going to be like, hey, I'll hey, meet bestie. you there. I'll meet you there. Hey. <laughs> Okay, so let's say you're aiming for his little like mini demi-plane office at okay. the top of the tree. Perfect. Uh, Neverick, you open up these, the main doors after carving on them, and now this whole, as the snow flurries around this village, you can see as it falls, it kind of like melts and dissipates into steam before it even touches the village now. You open it, and the way Helithan seems to be structured is it's mostly a, a, a rectangular outline. Immediately halfway up the left side wall, or the western wall, seems to be something that looks kind of like a... Uh, it's all made of wood, by the way, like, like freshly, barely stripped wood. Uh, there's something like a wooden... Uh, it kind of looks like an open-air stable, but it's mostly filled with gear and like tanning equipment as opposed to horses or anything or uh, the, the deer that you've seen them ride before. On the eastern wall, again sort of similarly like built into jutting out of the wall, uh, looks to be something like an armory. Um, it's mostly not a lot of metal weaponry. It's there's it's a bunch of bows and some spears and a couple swords that look like they're made of ore as opposed to metal. Just like a, a storage place for hunting or fighting goods. Corner of the eastern wall at the northeast corner, there is something of a tower with a thatched roof. Uh, the bulk of the inside, the middle portion of Helifan, is a bunch of half wooden, half tarpaulin, like, tent huts. They don't look as uh, temporary as tents, but they don't look as permanent as houses or full huts either. And they mostly circle in two like semicircles around the central, more permanent building, which you've always been able to see as you've passed around and from behind Elephant. Looks like a longhouse. Okay. Right? It's yeah. uh, And it spans from end to end. It's mostly horizontal. It goes from the western to the eastern wall ridging upwards again all wood with some thatching some stairways uh some stairs leading up from the main entrance towards it and it clearly has some kind of vantage point around it and the back side of it which is where uh castorel and, and polaro were standing and to that point there are like stairs and ladders to a ridge around the entire inside wall that is clearly used for uh, like guards post you've seen kids poke their heads through there too um it's an incredibly, it's, it's a small settlement, but it clearly is meant to house a good few people. Um, and it's simple despite being, you know, the most put together settlement you've seen outside of Heart of God. Right, right? yeah. It's not a, a cave. It's not like a, a flame, a, a campfire in a, in a rock cluster. It's, you know, not sheepskin thrown over a branch. Um, there's a lot of thought behind it. It looks well designed. It looks well made. It also looks weathered and beaten, and some of bef some of the wood around it looked uh, scorched and burnt. Though now it looks a uh, good sight better. But that's what you see, and there are still a good few people running around. Though anyone who can see you right now as you open these doors is just stock still and watching. What do you do? Uh, 
I'm looking for Castorell, so I'm just gonna. Do I see him? Is is he? Roll me a perception check. That is a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah, you see him. He is uh, trying to make himself small, uh, and he is off into some little alcove of the Western Wall stables. Clearly, like gearing up in some way, and like you got a twenty-three. Yeah, yeah, he's like stressed, stressed. I would say both Polara and Castorel are the closest I can describe them to you in human terms. They look like uh, very wafy fourteen-year-olds. Malnourished fourteen-year-olds. Cool. I should have given her food, not. Not a crown. Not a blessing. <laughs> a divine Oops. grace. Should have given her a Kit Kat bar. <laughs> Should have given her some protein shake. Uh, yeah. I'm going to walk over to him. And before I do, my, I'm going to let my... I'm going to unfurl my wings and remove Ooh. a feather. Similar okay. to the sacramento yep. itself. And just hold on to that, and I'm gonna walk over to him, and I'll say Castorel. So he's like latching something on himself and fiddling with until you say that. Uh, your divinity, yes. Be calm. It, it's everything's fine. No, <clears throat> no reason to be anxious. Of course. What is it I'm? might do for you. I would like you to receive a blessing from... We have received uh, plenty. Listen. Have you ever harnessed magic? I think so. Well, with magic, there is something... That you can use to channel it. It's called a focus, an arcane focus. And this feather is a gift to remind you of the phoenix and the element itself. And this is something you can use to practice your magic. And I hand him the feather. tentatively takes it. <laughs> he pulls out this small, like, dark wooden recorder, basically, like a super simple, like, flute. And he, like, just sort of jams it into one of the wooden notches in the end of it. Thank you. I should go Be and well. report this to our people. Absolutely. Be well and protect, along with your sister, this sister, settlement yes. well. Yes. And at this moment, Maverick will take his animal form as well, which is a Pegasus. <laughs> you were just flexing on this it's, terrified it's, I know, I know. But we're in the stables, right? 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. But then you trade into a Pegasus and then get on a horse. And, and, and then I get on go. the horse and I ride the horse out instead of flying. No, I'm going to change it to a Pegasus. No, actually, before I do that, I would like to fly as Neverick, as Neverick in his planes. Right, just like form. ascend yeah. upwards again. And then change form into sure. a Pegasus to meet to, Ishtar. To at fly the, also yeah. off into the snow. Something. Right, 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 right. So you begin to, those wings, you begin to float upwards. And as soon as you pass uh, Castorel's height, he blows on the recorder. Just this like shrill single tone, which kind of like echoes and ripples with the wind. And as it does, as this note sort of resounds, a like light kind of bends around him and forms this lupine canine shape beneath him out of iridescent, almost energy that he then sort of smacks and has it bolt out of the front gates of Helithen. And roll me a perception check one last time before you shift into a Pegasus and fly away. That's kind of What hard. a sentence. That Epic is... level campaign, folks. That's what it's where we're at. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. As he bolts out of Helithen, instead of heading down towards Heart of God, he immediately wheels around and heads up north. But by the time you are that happens and you see him wheel up north, you're flying high enough that you're enveloped in the snow, which seems to again whirl around you and use you as a nexus as you shift into a Pegasus and gallop through the air into visual obscurity. As the people beneath you in Helithon, the last thing you see of them is them either watching you go in awe or activity, per like interpersonal energy taking charge as probably the some kind of catalyst sets off for these people. Wait, I, I mean... <laughs> when we're in the little demi-plate, I'm like, I don't know. I just... It felt right. <laughs> I'm like, not sure what it is. When you what come I off did. stage after yeah. like a like, ridiculous <laughs> improv thing off script, and just like, like completely change the scene. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, just, I, I made a choice. I made yeah. a choice. Big choices, right? And it felt like it worked. <laughs> so I assume you're heading to where Ishtava was going. Absolutely. So Ishtava, you fly both like flying and also like God speeding through the air towards Heart of God in that demi-plane, and as you sort of phase into it, receiving no resistance, do you are you staying as Phoenix, or are you transforming back when you arrive? I'll, like, with flair, because I know Kirahan will appreciate yeah. it. Like, like going as a Phoenix, style. and then, like, sparks fly, and then I'm like, that's <laughs> Ishtava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Ishtava! <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you have your arena concert entrance landing back into this treetop demi-plane now with the the snowstorm hasn't arrived in heart of god yet but these the the pre-storm clouds have these thick you know wispy cotton candy gray clouds just burgeoning overhead and as you erupt back into your form uh you find initially kirahan sitting there like legs crisscross applesauce on his little stump chair at his desk with all the shit that was on the desk scattered all over this little demi-plane treetop and the 
orb of light and pages that is the Tome of Origin, now expanded to a huge size, and his head is just in it. I run up to him and I grab him by his whatever, the lapels or pseudo whatever, and I <laughs> face him to look at me and I go, something's coming. You whip him out. <laughs> oh, by the mother! <laughs> Shit! Don't do that while I'm in there! Something is coming. What do you mean? <laughs> Something is coming. It's snow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you are one to watch. Ten out of ten. No. So he sort of minimizes the, the tome and sort of shrinks it back into it between his fingers. Wow, that's fresh. That is a fresh one. Uh, hi. First hi. of all, okay, what snow. Were you doing in there? What was I? What do you mean? What was I doing? In the there? My work. What is that? I was doing my. What do you want me to say? Fun things. Maybe. It's all fun. Work should be fun, right? Did you have fun up there? What was that like? Oh, oh, uh, actually, you look at this, and I pull out the crystal. So there was this thing, the fire thing, right? Right? Yeah. Um, I got rid of it, maybe. Um, but this part, the red part in the middle, that that stayed. So I thought I. Judge it with yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, do you know what this is or, or what that was? At one point, Unin went somewhere else. Somewhere else? Like else else? Yeah. Like not just down the road? Yeah. And then he came back and then at one point everything like encircled us. Like we, we, it wasn't here, but it wasn't anywhere else. It was like, a, it liked this place. Kind of, maybe. But this is what's left. That's what's left. He sits up. You know what? The best part about that thing right there is that I haven't got a clue. <gasps> I've never seen anything like that. And case in point, Don't show, um, don't show Mr. Grumps here, perhaps. Grumps and Cloak. Cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna buy a watch? Uh, <laughs> if you figure out anything else about that, let me know though. Also, so it's dealt with up there. Yeah, that, that's, it's done, uh -huh. and that's it? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, good, good. Snow, speak on that. Um... I didn't know the word for it, but then I think it was Nevrick who gave it the name. But it came from the ash of the fire, the flame given form. I don't know if you know. It was angry. It was really angry. And then it was kept saying, why don't I, why can't I wake? And then we killed it. And then it was ash, and then the ash turned to snow, and now it's snowing, and it's getting um, n not as 
It's getting cold. I think it's coming here. It looks fun. I mean, it sounds fun for us, for sure. Uh, wow, that is a lot spicier than I thought it was gonna. I thought it was just like an angry, angry guy in the woods. Mm-hmm. I never went to check. Okay. Anything else you, you you're worried about and you haven't checked that you want me to check? I mean, lots of things. But if I checked all the things I was worried about, I'd be like Mr. Grumps, and then where? What? What would I be for? True. Right, we can't have two Instagrams. Mm-hmm. It's best for just one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, if you're looking to check off my workload, uh, I, mean, I, I want to build a cult. <laughs> well, and so I, I like to go, you know, all over, and I can I can slide your name in there too if you want. Be like. I mean, very kind of you, but personally, I will do my own Cult. expansion. Yeah, I've been sort of working at that shit. Speaking of which, you, uh, he's, um, he's not, he's not upset, really, is he? Not like long upset, Look like long god long upset. No, I don't think, I, I just, you know, never could probably be a better person to ask about that because of emotion, but... I don't think so. I feel like he's just, he's too literal sometimes. And so mm. he, can't, he can't see like the gray areas of things. So, so he'll get over it, don't worry. Yeah. I've got him. I don't. He might not trust you for a few hundred years, but he'll be fine. I don't trust me. So that's, that's not the end of that. Two points of order. Uh-huh. If you're looking to start a cult, a following, I don't have any particulars for you on that, other than people respond very, very, very well, I've noticed, to things they are afraid of. I like the fire thing, that worked really well. The more they fear something, the more they are likely to revere it. And that's that's all I've got for you there. In terms of my checklist, the only thing that I really cannot be asked to do is deal with the water and i say that because we've been noticing some of our scouts here our scouts my unin scouts these the the elf scouts mm-hmm. they've gone way 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 west the or way are. east either way and they try to cross the water with makeshift stuff i thought their boats were okay frankly uh but they get lost and we don't see them again so that's one thing, um, but again, I'm not too worried about it. We just stopped really sending people out there Okay. a couple hundred years back. So it's not, we get to the edge. The humans are more dilly-dallying with the water itself. They seem to be having a little better luck. Uh, the edge of what? Water. What All the mean? water. It just drops off? I don't know. I haven't gone out there. I'm not the god of the water. Do we have a god of the water? I mean, Sindar, maybe, sort of. I mean, Sindar, in theory, right? But Sindar does what Sindar does. And that's mm-hmm. why I like her, you know? She, she She's she's good laughs, she's good laughs, but not not in terms of how Aldwyn or Mama would like us to, to, to do things the way they want to do things, you know? Uh-huh. So 
is she the god of the water in the way that would she be the i don't know okay that's a question for her really okay. um no but i'm just clearing up my mess here frankly which i'm i'm comfy handling me and the me and the birds you know i'm mostly i want more of that whatever you tucked away there i want um i can't stop thinking about that and it's only been a couple of moments, but that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna do me in. You can see little lights behind his eyes start to flicker and they bleed like veins through the sides of his head just for a moment, like a flickering flash. Yeah, that's gonna, I'm gonna need to, I'll, I, that. And he smacks the desk one hard time and it bends like rubber before snapping back in place. I want more of that. If you want what, what I want, if you want more things to do, that. On my part, that's that's my request. More so than the water, more so than, yeah. Your task, as far as I'm concerned, with the fire isn't done till that's dealt with. What do you mean dealt with? I don't know, what does that mean? <laughs> Anything I'm, else? I'm trying to see what... Can I roll an insight check to see if he has nefarious plans with that? Like, if I sense, like, a, a vibe check. A like, a vibe check in terms of what he wants yeah, to do with yeah. the crystal. Yeah, vibe check on the crystal, absolutely. And it is probably at this point that you are galloping into the demi-plane here. Oh, well, shit. as this happens, my entrance is less flashy, but more Jesus. Like regal? Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the... The Pegasus form kind of shrinks as his wings wrap around his body. And then as his wings unwrap, he's in his god form. Uh, are, are his arms wrapped around him? Like, he's giving himself a hug? Yeah, honestly. And then he, like, <laughs> I'm floating yeah, down. Yeah, 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 I see yeah. it. I, like Superman, Man of Steel, right? With the light it, yeah, behind you. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So as you drift in, and Kirahan is first like just fixated on this point, like almost more looking at his own thoughts than looking at you. As you drift in, well, now, well, we're not. Well, I was going to say we were complete, but we're not. But, but no. it, much, much, very nice, very nice. Well done, well Thank done. Uh, what's your insight check? Nineteen. Nineteen. Um, he passes the vibe check in that he does it. It's not necessarily sussy. You definitely can tell he has his own interests that he is not telling you about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not just a simple inquisition, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Welcome to the party. Uh, I hear you have made weather. Weather has been made. Weather has been made! Was that you, or was that the flame thing? Because we're trying to figure that out. Also, I how don't... did you know it was snow? I never knew that word. I I didn't know that word. Didn't the, know that word. The elements flow freely through you my domain and me and through my mother. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just something that I understood to be in the back of my mind. Cool. Just something I've seen. I've never truly experienced it that way, but or it coming from ashes of fire but it was what I believe is snow which is really 
frozen water, so. You both smell fucking great. Thank you, I always you, do. Well, I'm sure, but you smell particularly good now. You. You've got dosh on you. I'm sorry? Dosh. You, you you dealt with whatever the thing was, right? It was some being, right? Yes. And it, like, enveloped you when you were done with it? Ah, uh, it fell around us, so yeah. Yeah. You'll want to talk to Mummy or you'll want to talk to uh, Big Brother about that. It's on you, in you, around you. We're all, we're made of some stuff. It's the stuff that La knows how to... To, to, to sort of conjure and it's the stuff that Dami Eno knows how to use and you don't want to hang on to it too long because it'll freak the people down here out it's fine for you it doesn't matter for uh, us oh, oh we talked to a lot of people we already we sure did is that bad? Well, you said you wanted to start following right? uh huh I so, really did no and oh you would have loved the theatrics you, it was you would so have. amazing I think you would have you really enjoyed have it you let me know you could have just you said you didn't want to join us. Moment thing. Well, I can just watch it back, right? I mean, I'll take a look. Instant replay. I'll take a gander. I wasn't going to, but I sure will. Maybe I'll just watch the whole thing. You know, that actually might be helpful because I don't really know what happened at the end. I don't I was, think anybody does. I was thinking about that crystal. I think my mom may be able to sort of understand what it might be. You think? So if we take it to her. Well, if you do, let me know, please. She's off having a tantrum, I'm barely certain. Where? I mean, what's new? She's out. Where is she? To the east, I think. She came down, I think the rabbit's with her. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a dangerous combination. <gasps> yeah. It's, here? Oh, oh, here, yeah. I think they're making mountains. Something to the like. You didn't feel it? Well, you should... I mean, it might be worth a look. A little preoccupied. Right, right. Um, I think we should go talk to La or Aldwin first to get an astral shower. It talk to, if you want to use it for something worthwhile, get Big Brother's opinion on it. <gasps> Dami Eno can actually use it Whereas Alden will just snatch it, and Mummy might—I don't know what she'll do. It's—I—I'm not going to pretend to to get into her shoes. Don't want anything to do with that. So that's—it's—it's it's worthwhile. If you need anything done, you, that's what you can get it done with. And he's happy to do it. He's a bit—he's a bit of a sorry sack. You know what I'm saying? I did realize. Is after... he more depressed than Vikestar? Because Vikestar was really. No, Moody. you just... Okay, okay, okay. Lil Bro, you just have to... He doesn't work the same way the rest of us do because he's not... He doesn't think he's from here. And he's kind of not, as far as I understand it. Uh, so he feels on the outside and he kind of likes it. I hope he kind of likes it because he's just sort of stuffed otherwise. But Big Bro... Big Bro's just sad. Table the Vag Star conversation for later about where he would be from. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, don't have much to say, but sure. And we'll go find Amino 
you're gonna impersonate me, let me know first. Okay. How long do you plan on going? Not long. I, I, a quick pop and I think so I need to come back to... I just, my mom, she's volatile. Can tell me you don't come here. I mean, he can, kinda, but he can't make anything with it down here. Job. Uh, he works well, he up there. Sunforge, if you remember. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There aren't many of us who can do what we do. That's why we we're so into you all. Huh. Mummy, the brothers, they're all up there. They don't they don't really do this. Alden can't come down here, but he can he, see. He can. He chooses not to. Not all the time. If he shows up down here. Everything. Strap in! Because we're in for a hoot. All I've right. never even seen it. Let's go find Dami Eno quickly and then we'll come back here. Hopefully, only 50, 100 years have passed. Hopefully. Keep us updated. Is there, kind of, is there a way we can. If you want anything to do with this crystal, you will keep us updated. Done deal. Tabletop really quickly. Is there a way we can insight check how to control the time passing as we head back to the heart? You've leveled up, you're imbued with ether, and I'll give it to you. As you... (laughs) If you want to... We we can do it basically semi-controlled. As you guys ascend to the hearth, Time will pass. Uh-huh. Right. It's part of the motion that's used in by the, the world beacon. The world has to turn for the world beacon to work, right? So you can decide if you want to be gone a short time, a, an average period of time, or a long period of time. And if you relinquish control to the beacon, it's going to do what it does. But if you choose to control it, we can roll. One of you can roll a d10, and that will define how many years within that modicum go by. Okay. Sound fair? Yep. Sound, sound like it works? I like that. 10 being 100 and lower? So or? If, if you roll a d10, it's multiples of decades that will okay. go by if, okay. if you're talking short periods of time. Okay, right, right, right. right. Uh, I would like 10,000 years to pass. <laughs> and then we will come back. We will be gone for 10,000 years. And then we just open the front page to Dune, right? Yeah. <laughs> where it all there starts. Are cars. Yeah, yeah. All uh, of it is sand. It's yeah. It's all sand and worms, and everyone's on drugs. So that's that's my summary of Frank Herbert's classic. That's that's what you guys get. Is that your Goodreads like review? Yeah, Literally. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so are we are we leaving Kirahan here and ascending to the half? I give. For a short blip. Finger guns <laughs> to Kirahan. He just like is sort of like stunned and abashed and honored all at once. And then Toodles. wink at Neverick, race you to the top and go. Okay, the world peels like fruit around you as you ascend through space and regulus tilts on its axis beneath you. What'd you get? A three. Three? Perfect. A very reasonable 30 years pass by as you rotate through space up to the half. Oh, do we have to roll when we come back down too? We'll find out about that next week. (gasps) Mm. So, (laughs) we are going to end off here just because I don't want to push too further without uh, one of the core three that we have here. Um, 
and we will get into and if there are other scheduling things we can get to it and have mostly what may at least start next week with a godly shopping episode because oh. one, it was what I mentioned meant, meant to talk about uh, in table talk for the first half of the session ether ether yeah. you will get it when you have fun roleplay moments like you did today fun combat moments like you did last week it is the substance the energy that forms everything and it serves as both currency it serves as xp in a, in a sense and it serves as crafting materials as well okay. so you can take the ether that you have and bring it to dami ino from which he will forge something it might be forgeable exclusively from ether or it, he may require other components other deeds done other mm -hmm. essences brought and i'm not just talking about items forged concepts can be forged on his anvil as well with the ether okay Concepts. Ooh, I like that. So, do what you will with that. Is there an amount? Is there an amount that we? We started with Is 75. it quantified? The, what we yeah, the, it is quantified. Uh, I say, was it seventy-five that I gave you? Yeah, in the, the beginning session that Woody joined. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, then you have a healthy three hundred right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, three hundred modes of ether. And uh, we will begin right back here, returning to the half 30 years later, uh, which is nothing, of course, for you, next week. Uh, so, A plus work to, what was the name? What are we looking at? The uh, name Ezra. Tells around the tavern fire? No, no. Oh, the the uh, giveaway? The giveaway winner. Ezra. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger. Jedi. Ezra Bridger. Flanezra. 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 Sounds like Renez. <laughs> it does. Uh, we'll be in contact with you shortly to get all of that underway. If you watch the uh, stream, if you're not, well, you'll get in contact anyway. Uh, thank you guys who've been sitting with us so much for uh, tuning in again. Come right back here, 6 p.m to uh, next week for more stuff. Join our Discord if you haven't for a lovely week-long conversation with us and the community. Mm -hmm. uh, go home, get tuckled in bed, tell somebody you love them, what they mean to you, and enjoy the rest of your weeks. Are we raiding? We are going to raid. Let's see, who are we going to raid? Who are we going to raid? Ooh, you know, let's raid our Knights of the Silver Moon. We raid, raided them last week. We'll do it again this week. Knights of the Silver Moon here. So we send them uh, Bards of New York love. And yeah. Fare thee well. Enjoy your week. Love you all. Love you all, man. Y'all have a great night. Are you kind? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bards of New York. We really hope you enjoyed it, because we enjoy making it. Catch Bards of New York every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Bards of New York. That's twitch.tv slash Bards of New York. Or catch us on Mondays on YouTube and wherever podcasts are found. Thank you again for listening. Your support means so much to us and have a good rest of your day.